Welcome, fellow Lions fans. I'm Dr. Jimmy Liao, University of Michigan Medical School grad, board certified in family medicine, here to give you your weekly Lions injury update. It's great to get back on track after beating the Broncos. Today is a special day. It's Wednesday afternoon. It's CJ GJ's birthday. No, that's not why it's special. It's special because he's practicing. Maybe we'll see him this weekend. Maybe not. Let's talk about that and more next. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Let's do a Broncos game recap. Derek Barnes hurt his right shoulder in the second quarter. He was able to tape it up and finish the game. Based on how he landed hard on his shoulder, I'm suspecting a possible AC joint sprain, a mild one. He is an LP on the Wednesday report, so sounds like he should be good to go for the next game. Brock Wright hurt his groin or his hip. It was reported as a groin during the game, but on the injury report, it's reported as a hip. I did not see this injury on tape. It occurred in the first half at some point. I did not see him go down. I did not see any specific point of injury. NP on Wednesday, so hopefully he's okay. Jameson Williams was tackled awkwardly in the fourth quarter. He finished the game without a problem. The type of tackle was a hip drop-like tackle, which can often cause a high ankle sprain or a severe one like you saw with James Houston causing a fracture. So I think we dodged a bullet there that he did not have any serious injury. He's not showing up on the injury report, so it looks like he's good to go. Jerry Jacobs hurt his hamstring at some point during the game. I did not see his injury on the video, on tape. He had an NP Wednesday, so it's not looking good for him as far as availability this weekend. Doesn't really hurt us too much as he was pushed down the depth chart anyway. Did not play any defensive snaps in this last game. Khalil Dorsey hurt his ankle, it looked like, in the fourth quarter of the game. On video, looked like a very mild right high ankle sprain. He missed the rest of that series, but returned the next series. He's not on the injury report, so it looks like he's good to go. A couple surprises on the injury report. Levi Anzarike with a knee. Did not see his injury during the game. Panay Sewell with a shoulder. He played the entire game, even until the last play of the final drive. Looked fine. I'm expecting him to be available against the Vikings. Frank Ragnow is also on the injury report with multiple issues. He's recovering from his knee, which he had surgery for. He had an FP on Wednesday, so he'll be good to go. Also, we do not see Taylor Decker on the report after coming back from his back injury, so he's good to go as well. Let's talk about the Vikings injury report. First of all, Justin Jefferson hurt himself a couple weeks ago with a rib injury, but he played last game, had seven catches for 84 yards, so no issues with him. Obviously, he's not on the injury report. The big one to note is right tackle Brian O'Neill, who had an ankle injury. He missed last game four. This week, he's an NP on Wednesday with the ankle. I reviewed the video. It did not look like a high ankle sprain. Maybe an ankle bone bruise or maybe a low ankle sprain. Did not look like anything too serious, but it's not looking good for him this week with an NP on Wednesday. Alexander Madison missed last game with an ankle. He's also NP on Wednesday, so not looking promising for him either. 
Not sure how big of a difference it makes either way, as his yards per carry is only 3.9 for the year. Jalen Naylor missed last game with a concussion, and he's still NP for a concussion on Wednesday. He's only had three catches for 29 yards all year long, so probably doesn't make a huge difference in the game either way. Daniil Hunter is on the injury report with an illness. NP on Wednesday. Often these illnesses don't keep players out of games. An illness can mean almost anything. Most likely he'll play. It would be a big deal if they lost him, though, as he's had 15 and a half sacks on the year. Let's talk about Frank Ragnow. He returned after missing a game with a left knee injury. He hurt himself December the 3rd against the Saints, and we got reports that he had meniscus surgery a few days after the injury. This means he likely had a meniscus tear and had arthroscopic surgery to cut away the torn parts of the meniscus as well as suck out any loose debris. I've assisted on this kind of surgery many times in my training. While there's no question Frank is a tough dude, it's also a minimally invasive surgery that he had. The skin openings are very small and heal quickly with only one or two sutures. Cleaning up the meniscus is sort of like cutting fingernails. You're cutting away dead tissue. The surgery doesn't cause any trauma that requires healing. Cleaning out the loose debris in a joint also doesn't require healing. So players can return very quickly from this kind of surgery. And we do see this pretty often in the NFL where a player has a scope and is back a couple weeks later. The fact that he was back so quickly tells us it was not a meniscus repair, which takes much longer to recover from. Jalen Ramsey had this earlier in the year, missed about three months for that. Repairing the meniscus is likely better for long-term knee health, though, as the meniscus creates padding, which helps prevent long-term arthritis. Not every meniscus can be repaired, though. It's got to be located in an area that gets blood supply or perfusion. So if it's not located in this kind of area, then all you can do is cut out the dead tissue and move on. An arthroscopic knee surgery is not just done for therapeutic reasons, but also for diagnostic reasons. What this means is they're not just going in to fix what's going on. They're also going in to evaluate and look at it to see if there's anything else that was not seen on the MRI. MRIs are good, but they're not perfect. Direct visualization of the knee joint can see things that the MRI misses. The fact that Ragnar was able to return so quickly after his arthroscopic surgery suggests that he did not have any significant damage to the articular cartilage of the knee. The articular cartilage is the smooth, slippery surface that covers the bone. That helps lubricate the knee joint as it moves around and is essential to help prevent arthritis. So most likely there was no significant damage that would have required repair of the articular cartilage. So overall, good news that he was able to return this quickly from a knee arthroscopic surgery. CJGJ is back. His practice window is activated and he was out there today practicing. Could we see him this weekend? Possibly, yes. If I'm the Lions... I'm putting him right in there. I'm giving him a few snaps. There's only three games left. This guy potentially could be a big difference maker in a playoff game. I'd like to gradually ramp him up until he's peaking around the playoffs. He doesn't need a fully functioning pack to be effective. I'm assuming he's been sprinting, staying conditioned, staying active with his legs. So I don't see a big reason why he can't be out there this weekend. 
Taylor Decker hurt his back in the Bears game, but he was able to play in the Broncos game without missing any games. His back injury was likely a mild strain of his back. He hurt it close to the end of the game when he probably fell back backwards and maybe strained it at that point. Possibly also had some spasms as well. At Manny on Twitter asked, what are back spasms? Back spasms are the muscles of the back inappropriately and excessively contracting, which can cause pain that is much worse than the actual injury. So why would this happen? Well, sometimes the body does things to protect itself that are overly aggressive and a little bit inappropriate. This is similar to how the immune system might overreact to things and cause autoimmune disorders or allergic reactions to benign stimuli. For example, peanuts are not toxic, don't cause any problems with the human body. However, an allergy to peanuts can be very dangerous. Bruce Irving returned after missing one game with a left high ankle sprain. He played 13 snaps, looked pretty good out there. No issues with him going forward. James Houston, unfortunately, no news with him. This means the practice window was not activated. There's only 18 days left until the regular season finale. The practice window is 21 days, so clearly this is not a good sign. He's a guy who may need more practice during that practice window than, say, CJ GJ, who I think could play right away. He may need some live reps against offensive linemen. Now, I'm not exactly sure the intricacies of what a player can do during the practice window versus what a player can do before the practice window, but it just seems like with his ankle injury, he's going to need more practice, possibly most of those 21 days before actually playing a game. This means we're starting to push into the playoffs now before we may actually see him. Those of us who are expecting him to possibly make a big impact right away, a reminder is he was pretty far down the depth chart even when he was healthy earlier this year. During the preseason, he was playing late into the fourth quarters. During the regular season, he got hurt covering a kickoff. If the coaches valued him that highly as an edge rusher, they probably would not have been playing him on kickoffs. So as fans, we view him as a very necessary and very important pass rusher based on what he did last year, but I'm not totally sure the coaches view him that way. Hendon Hooker, who had an ACL tear November 19, 2022, was activated on the roster this week. That was fully expected when they activated the practice window six weeks prior to the end of the regular season. They would not have done that if they were planning on putting him back on IR permanently. They would have just waited until three or three weeks left in the season to start the practice window just in case somebody got injured and they needed him. So it's good news he's getting six plus weeks of practice at the end of the season, getting him ready to be the primary backup going into next year. With Hendon Hooker getting activated, CJ GJ and Bruce Irvin potentially permanently becoming activated on the roster, you're probably wondering what guys are going to get waived to make room for them. Jeff Risden has a great article describing the guys at the back of the depth chart. So check that out to see what guys might be left off the roster. That's it for today. Enjoy the Vikings game. Merry Christmas and hope you don't get any skull in your stocking. Let's bring it here together. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.